stinger would be if we had theme music for different sex- sections of the show. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Oh, hey, I am Rob Stenzinger. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Nice. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Nice. Happy to be here tonight. I'm excited to talk about our topic tonight. All right. I, 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 yeah, that makes sense. You're not? No, I mean, it's just, are there topics that are the, like that extra, extra excitement? Because we tend to pick things that we're pretty, pretty interested in. Nope. Tonight, I'm excited. Finally, we have a topic you like. It's all right. All right. Well, good. I'm, I'm, it's a relief. Drum roll, please. All uh, right. In your head, pretending there to be a drum roll. <laughs> oh, that was really good. No, nah, I, I don't have a drums. I didn't know I had to bring a drum. Oh, man. Tonight we're going to talk about Legos. I've got a cajon. It's not that far away. I could run and grab it. But you already said it. I think we have to start over now. No. So you Legos. You just said. <laughs> what I say? You said I have a cone. It's a musical instrument. I know, but nobody's going to know that. More cajones are are widely known. Cajones. Widely known cajon. That's a good. That's a good uh, kids book name. I used to write a comic about uh, anthropomorphic instruments, musical instruments. I know, and the cajon would have cajones. Oh, sure. It's a pun about nards or whatever. Okay. Whew. I'm ready to start again. You ready to start again? <laughs> I'm ready to keep going. So that's, uh, no, that's funny. I like accidentally saying funny things. That's like bonus funny things. It's bonus funny. It's like I didn't, I didn't even have to try. So okay. how, are you do- how, how are you doing? I'm okay. Okay. That was good stuff right there. I mean, terrible for people to try and listen to, uh, but I'm entertained. Good, good. I, I, okay. I think it'll, I think that'll resonate. resonate. So yeah. All right. What are we talking about? Legos. Legos. Okay. That's what I wanted to talk about tonight before nice. I lost it. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, they're a lot of fun. Have you, I, I have you ever, um, have you ever um, played Legos? Uh, yeah. Fair amount. I mean, growing up, I always, um, I mean, I had a couple of Lego sets. I wasn't like, you know, stinking, filthy rich in the land of Lego. But, you know, I uh, I had a few things. I had the, um, I had a, either the or a similar spaceship, like, like, uh, like I think Benny in uh, the first Lego movie freaks out about. Oh, yeah. The, the blue and white yeah, spaceship. The, um. Yeah, it had a it had a lot of silver, and and I remember the the astronauts were blue and red. I think were they astronauts? Astronauts that um, sure okay yeah little pilots characters yeah you know, uh, minifigs that you put in the ship. Yeah, and, no, uh, I understand. I just didn't realize that you would categorize them as astronauts instead of cosmonauts, pilots, pilots. Yeah, I suppose. So you had that. Um, yeah, how about you? What did what did you have? Like, you know, I just interesting Lego? when you said that is as a kid growing up, we just had 
Legos, like just basic Legos, like no sets or kits. I don't think I probably knew that sets and kits existed until I was, until I was grown. Okay. Until I was a big kid. Well, I think we came up in the era where there weren't that many. There were some themes. There was like sort of city themed, sort of Western themed, but I I don't think it was as, I don't know what to say. Yeah, like all of it. So I had... Like sub-branded, right? Right. As they are now. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, So I had... I have um, four older brothers. Mm -hmm. And so my Legos consisted of, you know, the hand-me-down Legos, but they had great, you know, just a great number of Lego sets. So I had quite a few Legos. Um, And I would, you know, make make a house. I was pretty excited because I had a door. I had had like one door and like three windows. And that (laughs) was like a big deal to me. Cool. I mean. I just wanted to play with the doors and the windows. Some specialized parts even made it into the. Yeah, into the, the base, more general sets. Yeah. base sets. Yeah, uh, and I would make the little square with a door in it. Mm-hmm. And if I really worked hard, I'd also have a window in it. But usually, just the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and was right it there about, on that first level, you know. It, it, so it sounds like it wasn't necessarily the. So what was the Lego play like then? Was just it building it. Build. Oh, okay. Building it, and then I mean, I would play around with it too. I like to. I like to open and close that door. Oh my god! Wow. Is, I don't know what to say. I didn't to live like in a dirt floor or anything. I well, just, yeah, it sounds pretty Spartan, you know. Like you, I just enjoyed, which is okay. That. I mean, we all come from. I probably where we had. Come from. I probably built the Lego house. You come from a one door Lego. <laughs> one door, house. maybe a window Lego house, uh-huh. and um, strawberry shortcake would probably go in there. Oh, nice. Maybe blueberry muffin. Not in scale, I imagine. Oh, they were like this big. Oh, they were pretty small, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with those. Yeah. They weren't as small as like Lego people. They were probably yeah. three Lego people big. Sure. But They're like maybe Lego basketball players. Well, and they were fat too. So I could... Um, oh, like Lego hulks? <laughs> Lego hulks. Okay. But I would still, I mean, there were no Lego people. I didn't have any Lego people, so it was fine. Yeah. Did you have Lego people? Yeah, I suppose you I mentioned your Absolutely. astronaut. Yeah. And, um, I don't know what an astronaut was doing in a spaceship, but all right. It's what they do. So I'm pretty sure. I know. I have, know. Um, I get the. Yeah. If you If you leave the. Actually, I don't know if they're technically out of the atmosphere, too. I always have to look this up as far as the layers of our atmosphere. And it's, it's like once you. Get, you're not in outer space until I think you're out of the influence of the Earth's orbit. So I forget what that is. Anyway, um, not going to look it up. The, the uh, I had a few things. I had like a, an expert kit or two where I had like the gears and stuff and um, like the more complicated parts. Like you could have like working machine sort of thing. Oh, wow. And I did have uh, some wheels. I had some wheels. Okay. <laughs> nice. Not the same thing? Not you're sort not, of. You're, it's the long line. It's, it's a continuum, kit. right? So uh, wheels would be on one side of the continuum and then having the ability to make like gears and like opening, closing, um, my door opening bucket or like, like a, like construction, like a, um, yeah, you know, can make like, pulleys a, like a dump and... truck or, a um, like a, sure. And an arm with pulley, a pulley on it and with a little claw. So you can make a robot. Eh, sure. Proto mechanical robot kind of things. I made lots of robots though, not working robots, not functional, but aesthetically robots. 
because nice. I had enough Legos where I would pretend they were kind of knockoff Transformers. Oh, sure. Sure, and, sure, sure. I was going to yeah. say mechs, but Transformers. Yeah, or, or mechs, absolutely. Very much as influenced by, or maybe even more influenced by like Robotech than uh, Transformers. Mm, but sure. some, you know, mashup of the two. And, um, you know, kind of inventing semi-plausible ways to like disassemble it and then reassemble it into a, like a, you know, different mini mini ships that could all form one large robot kind of thing. Stuff like oh, that. sure. So even a little, getting Voltron-ish. Wow, little Voltron meets... Robotech meets, yeah. Transformers meets Lego. Yep. Big old nostalgia salad there. Nostalgia salad. I like it. Okay, so we both built with Legos as mm-hmm. kids. Then did you kind of continue or was there a gap in your Lego exploration? Mm. Till when when we met, I would say I'd have sort of a, a a small dabbling that like a tiny trickle of Lego activity over the years, and so it never stopped. But the, yeah. but like sometimes I would get like um, just I don't know something that was on sale or caught my eye that was maybe some maybe Lego branded or just one of the surrounding mega blocks. Yeah, like mega blocks. I had. Like a, a neat little, like, I don't know, for some reason, it's, it's a set of, um, like, three probably antagonist-type megablock knights, right? So, sort of, like, armored characters on a hill by a broken castle wall, right? And it's tiny. It, it's just, like, it's, but, it's a, but it's a great little, like, desk. Desktop set. Yeah. Easy to um, just you know, have somewhere you see out of the corner of your eye and be like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think of, um, <laughs> I don't know, fun, playful times while filling out timesheets or whatever. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So you'd have that on your desk, mm-hmm. fill out timesheets and dream of being a knight. Sure. Yeah. Nice. It's one of the fantasy scenarios that I, that's pretty great. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, like, I, I'm not that picky. I mean, I like, I like, I like the space. I like the, um, I, it's fine. Even whatever. I, I guess did even these like a strawberry shortcake, are, it's fine too. Did these knights ever get to go in your ship? No. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the Legos from, from my childhood era, the, the, like once I, you know, left home, they went to the rummage sale. Yeah. Went who knows where. Oh, okay. All right. So I, you know, just did a little building as a kid and then didn't really do any Legos again until um, I, was, I was all grown. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, so you had a big gap in big Lego. gap. Okay. Big gap. And so then when I come back to like, when I came back to Legos, I don't know why I have my um, grammar all goofed up tonight. Um, but when I came back to Legos, like the world was different. Mm-hmm. Very different. So, and like man, how? I gotta say, I love the Lego kits. Mm. Like, so there's a um, just pretty like a better experience, or like what do you what do you mean? Like, I love the things you can do with it. I mm-hmm. love having the step by step instructions. I love seeing it come together. I love the building. Mm. Um, and it's not that I you know, don't have the ideas on my own. It's just, there's something, 
don't know, peaceful. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's, it's a very relaxing activity to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to build this pet store and to just step by step and have like, okay, now I need three gray bricks. Now I need four yellow bricks Mm -hmm. and it's going to make a really pretty structure in the end with, you know, even some just, I don't know, some really cool design to it. And so it's relaxing for me to put Legos together. So, I mean, it sounds like a pretty, it's sort of like a bounded, uh, creative, um, crafty, constructive sort of thing where it's not like, here's a pile of Legos, just do whatever, which is awesome. Totally. You know, I don't really have a huge pile of Legos, but I do have a few sets now. And I did enjoy going through that, that same experience you described, the step-by-step through the sets. And I feel like that the, um... You know, having only had a trickle of of Lego activity, but but having it be ongoing, yet infrequent, I I didn't really notice until I don't know recently. It really seems like the the how how or, things are organized and staged and and the instructions are presented seems to have been refined. Yeah, I don't know and if that's I think, true though. And I think with the advent of the different kind of phases of Lego, mm-hmm. so because you know there's. There's Duplo sets now that you can get that actually build a structure. They're very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those instructions are very simple for, for your little kiddos. And then there's the Lego Juniors. And the Lego Juniors, the Legos are the same size, um, but they may have some bigger pieces in them, some mm. kind of pre-molded pieces. Oftentimes it's a boat or sure. you know the frame of a car. So instead of you building that out, it's kind of all one pre-molded piece, or mm-hmm. maybe it's two or three pieces. Um, but those instructions too are very much um, the the instructions are a little more clear. They're mm-hmm. more clearly depicted, maybe broken down into smaller steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they'll do like call out arrows and stuff or even highlight, yeah. highlight a piece, like sort of do an outline on it. Yep. They have a lot of arrows. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, which is, which though all those hints are not present in, you know, all the current sets. It's not like everyone right. gets that level of, um, detail in their, in the instructions. <coughs> what, um, so, so stepping back about the, it's, is it creative for you or relaxing? You said relaxing, but like what kind of relaxing is this? Um, blue. Blue? <laughs> no, um, that's a really good question. And because I am trying to kind of come up with a, a parallel or, a, you know, a, a way to kind of categorize it because is it creative? I don't know. Because hmm. I'm not. I'm not altering the design at all. I'm not going, I'm not even, you know, oh, I'll build this step first. I'm following the book very diligently and enjoying just the bejesus out of it. Okay. Well, what about the how you go about it? Is, is there creativity in that? So it, it sounds Sometimes like it's limited. Sometimes there has been because okay. um, you insist upon it. So there it are times like more instructions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more, uh, more rules. So there have been times where I've had large sets and I'd be like, I can't find this one piece. And you like insist that then all the pieces get sorted by color and get put into specific either bins or trays. Mm-hmm. 
So I suppose that you could say is some additional creativity, but it would be your creativity. For me, I'm just like, no, I'm on bag two and I'm going <laughs> to work on bag two until, mm-hmm. you know, I'm done. Uh, no, it's funny. I mean, so part of it. Oh, so let's let's, you know, having empathy for the Lego devil here. Um, I have, um, it's sort of, I want to share the best experience possible and, and also like for, for whoever is working on a set, but also for the family too, because if you're a person with a Lego project in progress and now you've taken over a table or a portion of a room or whatever, now you're like a Lego bad roommate at this point, right? I was a Lego bad roommate on that project too because that project also took me, I think, nine months, eight months <laughs> to complete, that you one. know? All right. The, yeah. That one. And so, yeah, we ended up with trays and bins and bags Which, all stacked. Say the set. What, what, what was oh, it? it was so awesome. It was my camper van. The camper van Beethoven. Okay. My camper van Beethoven. Nice. I love it. It was the Volkswagen bus, camper bus. Yep. VW bus. Uh, yeah, the VW um, camper bus, and it even had like the pop up tent, and then it has the pop up tent on the top. Mm-hmm. I love that set, and for some reason, um, I think our youngest was just at a place where she wasn't able to independently do Legos. So every time I'd sit down to start, you know, I'd end up having to help her with one of her sets. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it took me so long. And then I finally started kind of working on it independently of the rest of the family. Yeah, that's good practice too. Right? But I was, all of a sudden now Lego Legos are in a way showing that we can all have separate activities. A little parallel play going on. And yeah, work on things in parallel. So I know we've mentioned this before, but our kids are five and nine. And wow, what a great age for Legos. Mm-hmm. Just the... Spatial awareness, the understanding 3D space, just even uh, focus and attention, attention to detail, mm-hmm. um, step-by-step instructions, sorting. I mean, there's just a lot of really great cognitive skill that happens. Let me throw this one out. It's kind of um, preset, process-based creative effort and outcomes. Preset. Process-based, yes. Yep, creative effort and outcomes. Where, so the effort can be creative in if you, have, if you come up with your own system to work, to work with their system, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, much like your, I don't know, um, those rug, hook rugs, the latch, hook. latch hooks, um, paint by numbers or coloring books or whatever, you have this constrained activity that, uh, I mean, you can choose to color outside the lines or have your own interpretation or patterning or whatever that, but at the overall it's, it's this guided activity. Yes. That is better than facing a blank thing overall, depending on what you want to practice. And you also get this feeling of success and like completion and, and a, a like cool design you get somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, you were helped in getting there, but I don't think that takes away all the creativity. Yeah, so you feel like that is still creative when you're working mm-hmm. on a Lego set. Oh, I love that. I love that. Like, I just haven't made up my mind. But I love that that's where you are. I'm someone who I believe that there are many creative um, fluencies. So I even think 
spreadsheets can be creative, I think. Oh, spreadsheets are totally creative. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, disciplines that people don't often throw out the word, oh, they're a creative. Hey, at this meeting, let's invite the creatives. And, oh, you yeah. Know, so, which, whatever, I've, that, that's a mixed, mixed that thing. That bugs you. It's a mixed bag. It, it, has, uh, it has its use, but I think it creates some false separation in, in different cultures and not recognizing of, of, of people having this general pattern of, of um, making something happen in a thoughtful way. And you're doing that whether you're you know, coming up with a strategy or you're snapping together pieces of, of Lego because how are you going about it? Yeah. So no, I love that. So that's cool. That's cool. Do you, when you're doing the, the sets, specifically the sets, do you, um, veer from the directions? Uh, rarely. Okay. Except so where I typically will get more creative is when I have a complete set and what do I do with it? Am I posing it Mm -hmm. somewhere, putting a a set around it? What sets are near it? What things are interacting with it? Like, and I very much enjoyed, for instance, having Hello Kitties take over the ad ad that I, that was nice. That was very fun. Yeah. I mean, the, in a way, there's a Hello Kitty pirate that conquered the ad ad from the Star Wars set. That was pretty good. For quite some time until she got uh, re repossessed. Yeah, she had to get her. back on her ship. Yep. But so yeah, so I don't know. What what about you? Um, I know maybe that wasn't the angle you were going for, but uh, no, that's really cool. Like I said, I haven't made up my mind whether or not I feel as though it's a creative endeavor because, but I'm just. Um, very pleased at how relaxing it is for me to set up Legos. And I, I do want to just kind of point out one of the reasons we want to talk about this is, you know, it's um, everybody's talking about back to school and there's a lot of back to schoolness going on. And so for the last few days before the kids go back to school, we have been spending some time together as a family just at home. And one of the things that we planned or one of the things that we've been doing is having kind of a Lego a Lego day. And so everybody had a new set mm-hmm. uh, to work on, which has been just very delightful. And so I also, I also want to talk about the Lego ledge just a little bit. Okay. Lego ledge. Yeah. And I also wanted to talk about how did we come, like what the approach we used to acquire those Legos. Yes. Yes. That's kind of where I was going both places. So I like awesome. that. Awesome. All right, let's do that. Um, so first, um, I'm going to try to describe or explain. So we moved into this house four years ago. As a matter of fact, we just celebrated the house's fourth birthday. Um, So we moved into the house four years ago. And um, one of the things that we really love about this house is it's got like a ledge where when we moved in, it was one of those things that people kind of looked at and snickered because it's one of those things where you would put, like my mom would put a village there, like a really cool like ceramic village you know kind of like if you think about your kitchen like sometimes above the kitchen cabinets there's like a ledge but this happens to be in the entryway there's kind of a ledge up high-ish in the entryway that would be just perfect for like figurines of some sort and we looked at that and kind of smiled and laughed and and i'm not just a real figurine person and so we decided that we would put some of the Lego sets that we had when we moved into this house mm-hmm. up on that ledge. And so we started with just a couple of Lego sets up there. 
And then I think we put a couple Lego sets up and then you put some backgrounds up. Yeah. It was kind of the second wave. And then um, as the kids got more and more into Legos and, and I think this is kind of where you were going, we would kind of keep, we always, we've always been kind of keeping our eye out as the, as any hobby that you have for Legos going on sale or certain stores when they would kind of be closing, closing out, we would go kind of check out the Lego selection. Mm-hmm. Um, and Legos are a little bit seasonal too. So they, they get clearanced. Yeah. Yeah. They would get clearanced out. And mm. then also there was a couple, the Hello Kitty stuff that you mentioned, that was all, um, I think it was Mega Blocks was there. Yeah. Those are Mega Blocks. Um, and those were all being clearanced out. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just not, if Mega Blocks was going out of I, style or if it was just the Hello Kitty, but we got a ton mm-hmm. of Hello Kitty sets over about a two year period. Mm-hmm. Um, greatly discounted. So it's, it's, it's kind of a hobby for us or it is a hobby for Mm -hmm. us. And it is something that we treat as a hobby and we, um, kind of try to find those. Yeah. You keep your eye out, right? You keep our eye open and it's one of those things. It's like you're, you're into, I don't know, you're into Pokemon, you're into, you know, whatever thing. And you just notice and, and, and crystal figurines, whatever you subscribe to and all that. Yeah. So it pops up. So our Lego ledge now has not only the background scenes, but it also has some um, felt down for the water or grass or some concrete. Mm -hmm. Or snow. uh, Or snow. And so we have a snowy area with a bunch of Star Wars and we've got a city that's got like my coffee shop in it. Mm -hmm. And then we've got some green grass and some fields. And we got everything, and then we've got some some water because that's where the Hello Kitty pirates are <laughs> <laughs> when they're not over with the Star Wars and the Adats. <laughs> and then there's like you know some of the elves and the drag. There's a dragon up mm. there, um, and then there's the what? the Unikitty. Unikitty? Yeah, yeah, the Unikitty from the Lego Movie. There's one of her little things up there too. It's just it's yeah. very it's like a little bit of everything, and it's very fun in the whole family is represented. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of a theme that we have. We try to, um, showcase everyone's work in different ways throughout the, throughout our house. Mm -hmm. So we kind of live in, you know, various, various creative, um, creative projects. And, uh, the, the Legos are funny because, I mean, they, they almost, you know, they, they tell a story. They're aesthetically interesting. You, you know. Um, well, we do scenes, right? You were talked mm-hmm. about that before. Like, that's, I think, absolutely where the creativity comes in is we'll pose the characters and set the scenes up. And, mm-hmm. you know, Wonder Woman's flying into a little farmland where the Lego friends girls have set up a smoothie shop. Like that's a scene we have, you know, mm-hmm. like up on the Lego ledge. It's it's fantastic. So, let me think here. What was the? So we talked about different ways of acquiring them. Um, yeah. So there's this one. There's I don't know. I I've wanted to have this hobby of, and this is probably a whole separate topic, but just just <laughs> to, to dabble. Um, because I've had uh, I have I've have I have a friend who is really good at at this. Hey, this thing in my house. Ah, I'm not using it anymore. It doesn't excite joy. I'm going to sell it on eBay or 
this other place, Mercari, which is kind of like easy eBay. Because <laughs> there's just something about the like classic eBay. It has a similar complexity. And also complexity. My, own, my own experiences. I said I wouldn't go into it, but like I, I sold a mod book there a while oh, back. Man. and That had its huge ups and downs. Someone tried to fraud me and it, t- it took a while to get that Sorted processed. Out. Anyway, so eBay for whatever... It's my own baggage, but it's kind of this, it, it intimidates me a bit. And then, but Mercari, and part of it too is like the amount of content you need to write and what's the cultural thing as far as when someone puts a credible thing, whatever. And it feels so high stakes. Um, so I am. At eBay? At eBay. Okay. But then Mercari comes along and they're like, yeah, just take a picture, give us a price, tell us a little something about it. And overall, it's, it's pretty low intensity, right? Nice. And. And I know I've I bought a few things from there, and I've and I noticed that my friend was doing great selling different things from there, and experiencing that hey this is lower lower pressure or whatever, and, you know comes to pass I end up selling a couple things, and all of a sudden I have this little balance on Mercari. Nice. And I was debating like what do I want to do with it, and along comes this whole Lego event coming up, and I thought. Uh, I think you suggested that, well, why don't you see if there's Merc- Legos on Mercari? And for me, I'd mostly been looking at like classic game systems or maybe oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, maybe I'll refurbish an old Mac because honestly, oh, that's another separate giant I was going to say, you're going way down the path there. I don't know, because, because I don't have a huge affection for my, the, my current Mac. That's It's like a f- two, three years old it's, now. And I heard you say that. I, I know. And I, I, I mean, I bought it with the, I bought the touch bar right away. And it's not a great design choice. So whatever. It's, and I, and so, yeah, yeah. New, new era of Apple, whatever. But then there's the older MacBook uh, Airs and stuff. And I, and I covet them and I think, <laughs> well, maybe I'll spend my Mercari money on that. Anyway, Legos was kind of a curveball, and turns out, yeah, th- there's plenty of Legos out there on Mer- Mercari. Yeah, great, great Legos out on Mercari. I brought it back. You I, did. I you did. You wandered, wandered way off. I know. I'm proud of you. I, I brought it back, and uh, so I'm making a note it was that pretty easy to uh, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro for a topic. <sighs> That's a big one. But I'll just sit here and watch. Oh, oh no way! You've got <laughs> plenty of plenty of uh, you know stake in that. Anyway, um, so you Macarried up some Legos. Macarried up some Legos, and it worked out great. And it worked out because it turns out one of the things that we ended up getting, um, our youngest wanted to get her oh, own yes. Lego dragon, and those darn things turns out aren't actively from, being sold from the elves. From the elves. And yeah, so like a like an elves dragon for like a brand new box intact thing. It, it's people are are in collector mode over it now. Wow! And uh, some of those of those sets are are getting pretty expensive or whatever. But um, no, I found a decent deal on Mercari with that one. So nice. Yeah, the, we're not sponsored by Mercari, but you know. But we use it and we like it. it. Yeah, it's going all right so far. I love so, that. So yeah, one more one more kind of Lego topic. What's up? So we talked about we like to build them. We like to pose them. We like to put them up on the Lego ledge. Yeah. Um, we try to make sure everybody's represented. Um, we'll actually have two, two more little things. But one is that we, we also play with the Legos. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the children more so than us. 
But yeah. I will say once or twice a year, we will get some Legos down from the Lego ledge. And actually once, I think it was last summer, we got them all down and put them all in the in one room um, for like... At least a week. I thought it was closer to a month. I was going to say close to a month. It probably was more like a month. And man, that was a pain in the butt to put back together because every single thing... I mean, they played and played and played and played and played with those Legos. And it was a little bit like... Um, Lord business where it was like, oh man, now we got to rebuild them. <laughs> sure. We Finally, we have empathy for Lord business. Yeah. We yeah. didn't crackle them, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see, I could, I could have seen the benefit of some crackle. Yeah. A little, a little gluing wouldn't, would have been probably good in a couple spots, but no. Um, but the cool thing about that is I am very organized in that I keep all of the books, mm-hmm. all of the Lego books, and I have a certain place that I put them all. And so when that happened, we actually just got books out and kind of flipped back to where it was mostly intact and figured out how to how to rebuild or how to piece back together. And that was a ton of fun. I think mm-hmm. everybody enjoyed that rebuilding exercise as well. And then I also, also often think about, you know, I could take a couple of those down off the shelf and just completely take them apart and, you know, hand somebody a bag of Legos and the book and say, you know, rebuild it. It's, I mean, that's just like, well, it's not just like, it's a different form of a, like a puzzle, right? So you get a little puzzle. Oh, sure. You know, you put, put together a puzzle, take it apart. But, God, you I know, love puzzles. Yeah. Let's talk about puzzles today. Another topic. Oh, no. Okay. No, go ahead. I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. Yeah, I'm let's. Totally joking. You know, I I want to see you do your do like a mini wander, and then how, how fast do you come back or not? I don't know. I just did. Did you see me? That was so fast. Well, okay. I was fine. like, I love puzzles, and You're then I came back to Legos. All right, you faster than me. So, so I like that idea, the rebuild, and also I think the rebuild is a cool thing from the standpoint of as the kids grow, right? Mm-hmm. So you've built a couple of pretty um, intense. I don't know, intense, but a, a little bit more advanced ones that I could take apart and give to our oldest mm. and then could certainly take apart some of the things that she has built and give to the younger. Yeah, I would say the the biggest one would be the AT-AT. Yeah. Yeah, because even, even like Harry Potter stuff, the the basic level Harry Potter stuff that I've put together, it, it's... Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. It's, it, it is not what about a the complicated... The Falcon, the, okay, so fine. The the the, the millenn- Millennium Falcon, and I'm, of course I'm talking about the affordable one. Yeah, not the giant one, people. So, We're not insane. Yeah, yeah, both Hogwarts and the Millennium Falcon have the super awesome fancy one, which, you know, I don't know. Someday. Yeah, we'll start some kind of way to support the podcast maybe <laughs> at some point so you can... We'll have a Lego fund. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, it's not like I'm shying away based on anything else other than the, um, yeah, the, those are... Really cool, but super expensive kits. Yeah. And, um, but the Falcon would be another good one. But even like the one we have, like, yeah, that was, that was a bit of effort. And I had a, I had a little bit of rebuild building on that one too, mm-hmm. on both of them, because you know, there's just some, there's a bit of, um, you know, build this thing twice, but in a mirrored way. Oh, yeah. Thing. And yeah, each of, each of them had like, that dragon had a, a ton couple of, that. of oops. Oh, yeah? Well, because you had to do the right back 
leg, then the left back leg, Mm -hmm. and then the right front leg, and then the left front leg. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot for a five-year-old to kind of process. Neat thing to practice, though. Yeah, super cool thing to practice. I mean, I think our kids are going to be brilliant because we make them do Legos. (laughs) (laughs) That's the secret. All right, art and science punks people, we just wanted to share our love of Legos and kind of some of the different ways we use them and why and how. And we're just kind of, I think, a little bit riding a Lego high this weekend. (laughs) That would be... Maybe just me. Nice. So that is like, I don't know, that sounds like a kid's band album for tweens, right? Riding the Lego high. I don't know. Just like, it's kind of like it's a little bit... A little bit uh, subversive, but not too subversive. Okay. I think I've named a couple bands tonight. Definitely. Um, Okay. So good stuff with Legos. Yeah, really good stuff with the Legos. But I think I'm ready to move to Picks. Picks sound great. Oh, but wait, back to Legos. What happened? What's your favorite Lego that you've ever either seen or built? Oh, gosh. I hate this. So, like, I did not... You hate this? I do. I do, because here's why. All right, people. I literally thought that... I don't know. So, would it surprise you that I was an arrogant child? (laughs) (laughs) I really thought... I'm super curious where this is going to go now. (laughs) Nostalgia. I really didn't think nostalgia was going to hit me. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like... You know, the, the, the music of the generations before me were so heavy handed hitting certain nostalgia things. And I thought, oh, and, and I don't know, I was, I don't know, that's, that's pretty snobby to be like a, a tween and a, an early yeah, teen and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, that nostalgia, like those folks are doing, I don't, that, psh, that's not going to touch me. Okay. So what, what annoys me is that it's, <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. It's that damn spaceship. Oh. It's the damn spaceship. It just sucks because nostalgia is like a curse that gets you no matter what. Your heart wants that spaceship back from your childhood. Yeah. This joyful, simple. But, I mean, there there were some molded shapes, right? It was not, um, it was not like half of it was pre-molded or whatever or, or even too many things, but it had this next level of cool different shapes that made this convincing sure. spaceship. <sighs> anyway. It's okay. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing acceptance, you know? Good. I'm Humility. Glad. I'm glad. Finally. You know what? Hmm. You should check Mercari, see if they've got a version. <sighs> they would hit me. They would be, so something that's. People are like out there listing it right now. <laughs> it would be. Pretty expensive. I would I would be fine with like I, I would bet the Lego movie did a version of that. Oh, I bet they did, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um but uh for some reason a lot of times like the, the Lego movie I noticed that there were the the pirate guy, the pirate robot pirate mech. Yeah. And there was a lot of those and I was like, Yeah, maybe and I never got one. And then there was like Wild Styles, uh like giant big wheel motorcycle thing. And I thought, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Never got it. Oh. Yeah. Are they gone now? Is that going to be another nostalgia thing? No, I'm, nah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. You just. How many times does nostalgia hit a person? <laughs> Do I have to have like that many layers? So I'm going to be, well, oh. maybe. Shoot. It's going to do, it's going to happen again, isn't it? Yes. So once, once we're old enough 
and yeah. far enough from this era. You're going to be like, God. oh, man, remember that first Lego movie? Curse nostalgia. Curse it. You're very funny. All right. Okay, now I'm ready for picks. So that was just a, a stunt for me, not for you. Do you have a favorite Lego? Oh, do I? Have a, yes, I have a favorite Lego. Yeah. Although it's a Mega Bloks. What is it? My favorite is the Hello Kitty cruise ship. Mm. There's just something about that piece that is very fun to me. There's a lot of little detail in it from mm-hmm. the different bedrooms with um, you know the little stickers that you put on. And then there's a little cafe area and there's a lounge chair. It's a nice ship. Like it it is um it it looks really good. It's like a nice yeah. design and profile. And it's there's good a size. Bunch of characters that come with it. Yep. So yeah. That that is my favorite set thus far. So I I that's Although a pretty I do, good choice. I do really like the one I'm working on now, which is like a coffee shop and a pet store, like just a city block kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Um, I do really like it. There's just some great architecture on the one that I'm building right now. A little bit more design because I have the bike shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one is super cool too. But this one, I just, there's a little bit more like design to it or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like there are like s- pseudo stone decoration, de- decoration elements on the, on the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm uh, I'm currently I'm building the uh, lunar lander. Yay! Still got a lot, way more to go. I don't know if I'll finish it over before summer vacation's done. But yep, fiftieth anniversary of Apollo Eleven. Yeah, and, I uh, love that they came out with that set. Mm-hmm. All right, was that your science pick? Uh, no, but I'm glad we got to that. So um, thanks for coming back to the Lego. Topic. Yeah. So yeah, picks. I mean, we do this. We, I like to. I like to, you know, go into it saying we celebrate art. We celebrate science. We believe that that's something open for everyone, right? So what, like, things come across our radar that make us excited and happy, and we want to share. Um, yes. We take turns every other week. We're good at taking turns and sharing. I don't know if people needed to know that, but. <laughs> We're really good at those two things. Nice. Well, I, I'm. Thank you. I'm good. I feel proud of, of this. So, um, yeah, you tonight have a science. Science. Pick. Okay. Good science pick. I said science again. <laughs> awesome. And you have an art Home pick. Star. All right. Yes. Who goes first? Rock paper scissors shoot. Yeah. What does shrug mean? So, all right, I'll go. Uh, my art pick. Is it cake? Kind of. So it is a statue sculpture that's designed to look like a cake. Mm-mm. But people got to stop messing with cake. But the point is, it's not. It's not the edibleness, right? I mean, it's that. Right. It, it's the aesthetic. It's the aesthetics of cake. Um, and then there you go. I played like a couple seconds of the video for Kate. Um, and I'll link to this video in the show notes. Nice. And so it is a, uh, what do they call it? It's a portmanteau. It's one of those things of, you know, you get sort of a pun where you combine two words to make a new word. And was it called a portmanteau? 
All right. Okay. So, yeah, I know. So the, the non-college educated person has a lot to prove here. So I, I like to try to push my vocabulary. Well, you have a very, very try rich vocabulary because I'm still not sure what that word it. is. Um, all right. So the cake-a-trope, there's the portmanteau, is a zoetrope cake. All right. So what's, what's a zoetrope? What's a zoetrope? Okay. Okay. You're going to go there. Good. Look at you. <laughs> Does the blank expression on my face help you to know what I'm going to ask next? Um, yes. What honestly. Is a yes. I am, right, I'm here to yes and the blank. So the a zoetrope is a, a way to, so you arrange either 2D or 3D something in a sequence that has some division in the sequence. So it creates this blink in a way. And that blink, as you go across multiple poses of a thing, creates the illusion of motion. If, you know, if it's designed to actually, you know, like if someone's creating a quadruped, a horse that's doing a gallop, and if they're doing the correct uh, portion movements of the, did I do it again? You did. (laughs) I'm dying over here at quadruped. (laughs) Anyway. So your quadruped is doing what again? I mean, your horse is is galloping. So it could be a cat. It could be a dog. Could be a, could be a great cat. Any quadruped out there. Any quadruped could be a zebra, could be a giraffe, whatever. Quadruped could be a bear. Um, (laughs) anyway, so you have, that this sort of thing captured. Imagine sort of, or um, well, um, Can ra- I just tell rapid you what I'm photography. Thinking? Yeah. What are you? What, what are you thinking? Have you ever used the boomerang filter? Yeah. I'm thinking it's like that. It's like the boomerang filter, kind of. Is that as what was it? What kind of trope was it? So that would be a zoetrope. So that would be a Is zoetrope. The boomerang filter a zoetrope. Wow, that was a hard sentence <laughs> for me to say. Made up stuff. Is it boomerang <laughs> filter? I love it. Um, we we that's need. my portmanteau. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So a zoetrope creates the illusion of motion through multiple still images being presented in a rapid sequence that has essentially like a little bit of a shutter blink. Okay, but you just defined animation. Okay, that's as... Right, but but a zoetrope can be like if you do a bunch of drawings of a horse galloping and, and then instead of like just looking at it as this flat strip of drawings, if you take that and you put it inside of, well this sort of carousel wheel oh, that you sure. spin and you look at, and you've probably seen this. They at have like, those at the works. Exactly. Many like hands-on Which science like, installations. Yeah. Kids science museum. Yeah. The, right. So um, the works is like our, our scrappy, awesome, like science museum, hands-on so many great things. Yeah. We love the works. Um, we love our giant museums too, but yeah, the works is like the scrappy one. Anyway. Um, Zoetrope is that thing, that carousel, and it, you know, you looking at it, you get the impression of animation through the persistence of vision and the gap, mm-hmm. right? Because you talked about because I'm thinking of that thing that you spin now mm-hmm. at the museum, and there's there's a bar like a little wooden peg that's going to break up your vision, and you talked about that blink, right? And that's what's going to give the image. Okay, can I see the video again? So it now turns that I know out what it is, that blink can happen. So you could have a 
so now how you think about how does this happen if you have a 3D scene that you're spinning? How does the blink happen? And the blink happens, I think, I, I don't know the, the behind the scenes on this video, but um, there must be essentially the um, presenting frame by frame for some number of seconds, right? So like eight frames a second, 12 frames a second, oh, sure. six, whatever is arranged, then that's the blink, right? Or you can actually get the blink also by using a, um, a what do you call those super rapid blinky lights? The um, hand puppet. Oh yeah, it's not the light. Uh, I can't strobe p- strobe light. Thank you. Seriously? Yes, I got it right. Strobe light. Thank you very much. Actually, You're so so now check that cake out. That's not a cake. But I wish it were a cake. I know it looks delicious, and and so then if you combine it, um, the the animation of this cake is synchronized to to music. So in a way that this um, cake statue is a is a visualization of sound, and it's actually a variety of mini visualizations of sound that then so where you choose to look at the cake is like a portion of what's going on collectively, but then you can see how it connects to another thing because like a little ball might bounce from one level to another level. And it's it's really cool. Nice so, cake trope. All right. So the cake trope animation is my pick, which is via a really neat place. Oh, I love that site. That curates lots of cool videos that are worth checking out. That are all ages. I I love these videos, but of course, you know it's it's the by the name it's it's called uh, the kid should see this, and yeah, so it's it's uh, it's friendly for the whole family. That's um, wonderful. There's a um, a link in this same video to a Pixar video that describes how zoetrope animation works. Oh, so neat. Those are that that's a handy follow. You'll link as well. those. You'll link yep. to those two picks that you just had. I think though that was maybe so, more than seven picks. So one pick. So you, sometimes if you choose to write a paper, do you have one reference? <laughs> yeah, but your pick isn't supposed to be a paper. It's not a paper, but it is <laughs> kind of feels like it sometimes. Pre- presenting something with maybe more than one reference. <laughs> well, it was a good one. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you for your art pick. Of cake, cake trope. Sure, cake, cake a trope. I don't know. I don't know if they're how 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 much they're pushing toward having the same amount of syllables as zoetrope. Oh, so gotcha. Okay, to me that's probably cake a trope. What about your science pick? I do have a science pick tonight. Hmm. I had a really hard time picking because there's some really interesting things going on in science right now. Mm. If you're me. Okay. But no. Okay. So, so that's a, that's impressive. So science has gotten to the point where they're really targeting. That's they're the totally whole, targeting They're me. going for the long tail, going for the very specific audience thing. Just they want Kate. Guess what? <laughs> NASA administrator, Jim. What? Says Pluto's a planet. Uh, really? Yeah. 
Wait. I wonder if that was going to surprise you. Just recently, August 30th, 30th, 31st, he so, said on Twitter. What? So wait a minute. Oh, so, August 31st, on Twitter, he said, You can write that the NASA administrator declares Pluto a planet once again. I'm sticking by that. It's the way I learned, and I'm committed to it. Oh, no. Sorry. Wait. Uh, is this a political thing where we don't have to have science? We just make stuff up? No, no, no. I don't know. What? Like, I get that it's this is a okay. person Stop and associated listen. with NASA. So, the NASA administrator is it? <clears throat> says that Pluto is a planet, but it gets better. It gets better? It gets better. I'm wiping sweat from my brow because I know as administrations change and through the election process. All right. Well, listen. People get picked and. Oh, my God. What's up? Tell me. Okay. This is not. Can you just take politics? And you and your little side missions today. Politics aside. This is not about politics. This is about Pluto. Okay. Pluto. A planet. I know. Great. I want Pluto to be a planet. Okay. So in my heart. Guess what? But my heart is not science as far as my conceptual okay, emotional well, heart. Brian May. Guitarist from Queen? Also agrees Pluto is a planet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's an astrophysicist. He's like a wizard guy. He's an astrophysicist. Super magic wizard guy. And the guitarist from Queen. And the guitarist from Queen. What? Yep. And so he came out and said, (laughs) he said, not that I have any authority, but for what it's worth, I strongly agree. My guitar speaks for me. Wow. (laughs) Pluto's in a planet. He said, at the time Pluto was discovered and named... It was genuinely understood that a planet was one, a spherical object that orbited the sun, didn't orbit something else. So to me, Pluto is a planet, end of story. And then he played the guitar riff. (laughs) I thought you might enjoy that. So Brian May, and I didn't realize, because it says, Brian May, queen guitarist and astrophysicist. And I did, I did validate, I did look that up and validate that, yes, the Queen guitarist, Brian May, is also an astrophysicist. Honestly, that's awesome. Okay. So. So. He, wow. Yep. Pluto may be classified as a planet again, and I don't think it has to do with the election, my love. Okay. I, I was sweating that a little bit. You were, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh boy. No, I just. I, I mean, Pluto. Orbits the sun. There are some people who believe it should be reclassified as planet again. It's uh, yeah. I don't remember all the details, but it's it's my understanding that that it was it was sort of like a um, sort of an expert collective vote that sort of kicked off that whole. Well, what happened was is they they found several other bodies, objects in the Kuiper belt that were about the same size that no one was classifying as a planet. Right. So that was kind of how it got a little wiggly. Mm. Is they're like, well, if we're not going to call these seven guys over here a planet, then we shouldn't call Pluto a planet either. But again, I think that whole, and again, Pluto was just reclassified as a dwarf planet. 
Good point. So it's not like it was completely, you know. That is a good point. Reclassified as something else. And and again, it, many of us were raised to believe it's a planet. I don't know the correct scientific, but I wanted everybody to know that. Yeah. And I was raised roller skating to queen. Another one bites the dust. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, sure. Why not? Brian May's. Psh, he thinks it's a planet. Support this thing that I've felt was true but that's not how science works and though. i haven't gone out to twitter to see what other famous people believe but yeah. i'm sure they're out there commenting honestly, okay he, honestly being a uh, credentialed astrophysicist it, it creates this humorous coincidence that oh and i'm also the guitarist Jarvis for queen, queen. <laughs> <laughs> and i will say in in his tweet he says you know not that i have any you know, not that I'm the person to make this call. Mm -hmm. And he says, I believe and I feel right. So he uses that kind of language. He isn't saying scientifically, blah, blah, blah. He's like, here's how I classify it. And here's why he's not laying an astrophysicist smackdown. Right. He didn't publish something in a journal saying, here's the way it goes. What a world. What a world. I thought you might enjoy that. That was awesome. All right. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. You good? I think I'm pretty good, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you for listening and for being a part of our Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online? Well, online, we are Art and Science Punks on Instagram, which we post to occasionally. And you'll notice it's like our whole name. But on Twitter, it's a little truncated because there we are Art Science Punks. Fantastic. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm. We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we always appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can reach me at our Art and Science Punks Instagram or as Kate Stenzinger on Instagram. Well, and I'm on the places like, you know, like Kate says, I'm on Instagram as Rob Stenzinger and, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, too. I don't know what to do about that place. I love it. I miss it. I have a little bit of nostalgia for the earlier days of that situation, which has turned into a lot of grumpy town. A lot of grumpy town out there. So, Well, maybe you should I'm follow some more guitarist astrophysicists, and maybe your Twitter feed would be brighter. Yeah, it probably would be. I wonder how many guitarist astrophysicists there are. Only one so far. That's baloney. So many people play guitar. So many people. So, so how many guitarist astro- astrophysicists that also are in Queen? One. <laughs> well, I wasn't going that narrow. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, guitar is pretty common. But nowadays, it's probably more like ukulele. <laughs> and yes, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Okay. Don't forget to vote. Look at Brian May. There he is. Yeah, that's that's why. Dr. Brian May. He's a world-renowned guitarist. Yeah. He's a doctor of astrophysics. Wow. The uh, 3D stereoscopic photograph, ph- photographic authority and a passionate advocate for and campaigner for animal rights. Look at all this. He's a CBE, a PhD, and an FRAS. I don't even know what that is. <laughs>